The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. You know, I don't know what's going on here, but we'll take that as an as an omen for a bad week. Hey, how are you? I'm Dave Congleton. It's Monday, February 13th, 2023. We just can't get enough of Van Morrison, apparently. Good to be with you as we begin another edition, another week of Hometown Radio. On this broadcast today, assuming we make it through, later on this hour, our friends from By the Sea Productions will be with us. We'll talk about the new show opening in Morrill Bay. David Wiseman from the Alliance for Nuclear Responsibility. At 4.05, previews the upcoming Diablo Canyon Independent Safety Commission that's coming to town. What exactly does that mean? And what exactly has been up in the sky lately? Dr. James Armstead at 5.05 will look at the ongoing controversy and advance some theories. Garth from Atascadero at 6.05. It is a Dave Congleton show. Always your hometown radio talk show. First up, we turn the community spotlight. I don't believe we've had this group join us before. This is the California Rare Fruit Growers, and we've got two right here. We've got Carol and Robert Scott. Folks, good afternoon. Nice to see you both. Hi. Thanks Hi. for coming in. All right, I'm going to start with you, uh, Robert. What exactly is a rare fruit grower? What do you grow? What kind of fruit is so rare? Okay, a rare fruit grower to me is anything that's, that's hard for you to grow in that area. It could be an apple. It could be an avocado. It could be... A plum. It all depends on your environment where you're growing your 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 fruit tree or trying to. So, Carol, it's not necessarily that the fruit is rare, like a fruit I haven't heard of before. It, it it's the fruit in relationship to the location. I get it. That's true, but it's also can be something that is rare, only found maybe in South America. And then we're pushing the envelope up here in the Central Coast by growing it up here. Because a lot of climates are the same all over the world, but we're not growing all those fruits here. So we try to find out what's growing everywhere there is and see if we can grow it here. Robert, how long have the two of you been at it? Oh, we've been at it, geez. <laughs> Uh, that er- long <laughs> yeah ever since we got married we always had a vet- little vegetable garden no matter where we lived no matter if it was only a two by three plot and in the next to the side of the house and just became interested through the years in growing more and more of our own fruit and vegetables so if i came out today carol what would i see how big have you gotten we have two and a half acres we have hundreds of fruit trees every variety we we are happy sometimes when something dies so that we have a new spot to plant something new (laughs) is there is there one particular fruit that you grow we grow probably the most varieties of apples but we grow avocados cherimoyas sapotes plums persimmons peaches i think it's easier to ask is there anything you don't grow mangoes 
We've tried, though. No mangoes. We've no tried, mangoes. but I've killed <laughs> so many. That... Oh, man, I'm so glad to hear that. I thought it was just me killing everything. You've been doing it all this time, and you still kill That's stuff. That's right. The more expensive the tree is to begin with, the easier it is to kill. All right. Robert, how's things been lately, given the, the crazy weather we've had the last few years? we drought and everything. Uh, some trees are a little stressed out because of... The uh, drought condition that we've had, you know, not having enough rain. Luckily, this year we're starting off pretty good. Uh, hopefully, it continues. Uh, but that's, I would say, the biggest problem is is uh, the lack of water. Mm. And I mean, we have good water where we're at, but we try to just give the trees just what they need, nothing more, nothing less. All right. Uh, we have uh, Carol and Robert Scott on this broadcast, members of California Rare Fruit Growers. And you were telling me when you came in, Carol, that this group has gotten bigger and bigger over the years. Right. We uh, used to be 20 of us going to each other's houses and seeing what, what everyone was growing, trading plants. I think now we can have 100 people at a meeting is pretty normal at the sign exchange that we're having this Saturday. We can expect 200 easy. How, how do you explain the interest? What's changed? People want to grow their own food. They want to know where it's from. Um, I think they're, it's economically better for you. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's all positive. Yes. All right. So, Robert, let me begin with you, please. What is happening this Saturday? Big event coming up. Big event we're having is our annual sign exchange. And when you say sign, that's S-C-I-O-N. That's right. Okay. And a scion is a piece of wood from a fruiting tree, one year old. And we bring, we ask people to bring everything except for, you can't bring patented varieties. We, we're not allowed to propagate patented varieties. So if it's not patented, we can bring it to our sign exchange and we'll have... Other varieties there, there will be hundreds of apples, for example, and all the other fruit that you could think of, there will be wood there. And if you want that wood to take home and graft onto your tree, or if you want to learn how to graft, we will have people there demonstrating how to graft tr trees. I love this idea. This is really kind of cool. Uh, so uh, give us the specifics, girl. What time, where? What's the fee? It's free. Free? It's free. Free. Free, free. Yeah, free, right. free. And it's at, starts at 1 o'clock at Cal Poly. If you go to our website, crfg.org. Repeat that, please. crfg.org and click on the Central Coast chapter um, on our website. There will be all the information you need on collecting sign wood, what the event will be. There will be pictures from past events. The other thing we will be doing is selling rootstock and um, and supplies, knives for grafting, other other things you might need. And uh, the money that we raise during this event goes for Cal Poly scholarships. Explain. So the rootstocks, we make just a little bit of profit off of them, and the profit all goes into goes back to the scholarships. So last year, we donated $15,000 worth of scholarships to, I think, 
five students, maybe more. I'm not real sure of that number. Do you see young people pursuing this? Definitely. Yes. And we, our group has also involved in, in the past in going to the high schools and teaching the ag departments how to graph. So we would teach them to graph trees. And most of the schools around here passed a thousand trees each that they have grafted through all the years that we've been doing it. So we've definitely spread a lot of apple trees around. Uh, Robert, you were saying earlier, this is basically, if if you can work with your hands, it's a pretty easy process. Right. Yes. Yeah. As long as you're handy, you're even if you're handy in the kitchen, you you know you know which side of the knife is sharp, and we make sure we show you that on grafting knives. It's a little bit different. It's the straight edge of the knife blade that's uh, sharp on the grafting knife. And just to be clear, Carol, where exactly at Cal Poly are people coming to? It's on the, at the crops unit. So if you are going up Highway One, you would turn right on Highland. And you will see, we'll have a big banner out there. It's free parking, Cal Poly. Because this is an educational event, Cal Poly waives the parking fee. So you can park for free, come in and just see. We always have good food to eat. And uh, it's really a lot of fun. People come from Northern California, Southern California, because we have this area right here can grow a lot of things that you can grow up north or south. So a lot of people are looking for the kind of sign wood that we have to offer. I've been told that uh, the Central Coast is perfect climate for growing. It is. It can, uh, except for mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be able to Somebody grow mangoes. Keeps, oh, yeah. People do keep trying. They do. So this is a common, you hear this at, at your gatherings, mangoes, just can't, just can't do them. Well, there are people that are trying to grow mangoes. I have a friend in in Napomo that's that has mangoes in the ground, and we've tried it in our greenhouse, and it just doesn't work. Is this the only event of this kind that you do all year? Uh, we or do, do monthly meetings. Last month we had a big pruning educational pruning uh, event at Cal Poly because we do have a big fruit orchard that um, is on campus. But what what happens on Saturday? Is this the only time you're doing it this year? Yes. The yeah. sign exchange. The okay. sign exchange, right. yes. And who can, who can join California Rare Fruit Growers? Everybody, who can be a member? Everybody can grow. Anybody who wants, who has, shows an interest um, in any kind of growing. And then you'll meet people who have more experience, or we learn from each other. It's always, I mean, we've been on our property for 46 years, and we still are trying new stuff and still learning and still killing stuff, too. How has it changed, though, over the 46 years? What were you growing 46 years ago? What were you using? Has any of that changed? Uh, Well, yes, it's just gotten more intense now. Because we're we're retired, we used to be weekend warriors yeah. when we uh, worked, and uh, since we've retired, then more there's more trees. Like I have a friend who grows the mangoes in uh, Napomo that tells me, well, if you have sunlight hitting the ground, you've got room for another tree. <laughs> so, I I I am. Uh, guilty of planting trees too close sometimes, but I've ended up now, it's kind of like what 
the young people are calling nowadays a food forest. A food, I'm not familiar with the term. It's a food forest. Food, food forest, yes. Wow. I would imagine, though, Carol, after 46 years, you've got it down. You know what you're doing. No. Oh. <laughs> no, well, Mother Nature plays tricks on you. So you can think you're going fine, and then all of a sudden you'll get hit with frost at the end of February or yeah. maybe in March. Uh, you don't. We have the drought that'll trick us. We have or warm. the deluge we had in January. Yeah. So right. it, it's always a challenge. If you think you know everything. Mother Nature will slap you silly. All right. That's why she's around. That's right. All right. We've got Carol and Robert Scott on this broadcast all the way up from the Mesa, inviting you to come out to Cal Poly this Saturday for the California Rare Fruit Growers. What are we calling this, Robert? Sign Annual Sign Exchange. All right. Uh, we'll come back and talk more. We're live. We're local. You're listening to Hometown Radio. Big-time guest tomorrow on Hometown Radio. We've got Dr. Martin Maranek from the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory. He's going to explain this uh, big experiment they did a couple months ago that uh, was been called the most important invention of the 21st century. It involves nuclear fusion. He will explain it to you. Uh, believe me, if you can understand this segment with fruit growers, you'll have no problem at all, a nuclear fusion. As we are back with Carol and Robert Scott, from California Rare Fruit Growers. Let's talk to Tom in Pisbo. Hey, Tom. Hey there. Hey. Hi. Hey, Robert and Carol. Tom Sheldon here. Hey, Tom. We knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I just, uh, we were listening to this. We're enjoying this. And, uh, man, you, uh, Bob, you, you got to talk about Papa's, you know, being that I'm a Hoosier. Um, that's a rare one. And then also, um, we were kind of curious about, uh, why you would graft, and you know, you, you somebody has an old tree in their yard, uh, they might want to graft on some good uh, scions to make uh, you know to, to uh, make that tree better. Yeah, and good then, questions. All right, wait, wait, hang on a second, Tom. I promise we'll come back to you. why graft. Okay, because okay, say you might just have a rootstock. Say your tree died because of the freeze or uh, because of the drought. And then all of a sudden you have this tree grown in your yard, but it doesn't fruit, or the fruit is terrible. Well, then you could graft, you can come to our sign exchange, get known, named varieties of scion to take home, graft on that tree, and then in a couple of years you're going to have, say, a gala. If you graft a gala, you're going to have a Fuji. If you graft a Fuji on, your, on this on this seedling apple that... You have great. Yeah. What else, Tom? Oh yeah. Um, sorry, it's playing in, at two different speeds here. We've got, it's a little delayed on the on the TV. But anyway, um, uh, how many graphs would somebody put on a tree? And then um, macadamias uh, yeah. is another good one. You know, Jack is growing those. That's a good right. rare fruit, rare thing that's growing here. So yeah. that's it. That's what we had to say. All right, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Who can respond to that? Uh, macadamias. I grow macadamias. Another uh, thing that Tom mentioned was pawpaws. Papa is the big, the largest native fruit to the Americas. Papas. Papas. It's it's mostly back in the the mid east, uh, down to the south. 
It's big, almost the size of a mango, and a lot of them taste like mango. There's that damn mango again. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the <laughs> closest are, thing we can get. But these are, pawpaws are deciduous, so they lose all their leaves, and then they leaf out and... I would just encourage people to come by Saturday afternoon because it sounds like they're going to have an opportunity to learn a lot. Right. So, Carol, let's remind folks, please, what's happening Saturday afternoon. At 1 o'clock at Cal Poly Crops Unit right off of Highland and Bishop. Uh, there will be crowds there. There will be a big banner. Parking is free. You'll be able to see um, what we're doing. We'll have tables and tables of many varieties. I think one person is bringing more than 20 varieties of avocados that you could graft if you have an avocado tree. And I'd like to say one more thing. Another reason we graft more than one variety on a tree is to extend the season so that you are you can have an early fruit, you can have a late fruit. So you can start eating apples in July and September or September and all the way through January. Pick your last one off the tree. So it's extending the season by having many varieties. And if you don't have room, you don't need many trees. You just need many grafts. So, Carol, what's the website? CRFG.org. Robert, I got about a minute for you to talk about the impact of the Internet on all this. Well, uh, the impact on the, of the Internet is that they, uh, folks see a lot of new varieties that are, that are out there. And uh, they'll come to our sign exchange and expect to, to find scions of those, of those varieties. But a lot of those varieties are patented. And a patent means it lasts for about 20 years from the date it started being patented. So in, during that time, we're not allowed to propagate that that type of tree that variety a lot are are a lot of the fruits patented some of the newer ones that you find in the nurseries so how do i know if my fruit's patented or not well you could look it up on the internet for one thing there you go right there or we have you could come and uh talk to people at our the sign exchange that have a lot of knowledge in that area carol one last time on the website please crfg.org rain or shine on saturday afternoon rain or shine definitely our thanks to carol and robert scott and please 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 no mangoes all right uh, oh, no citrus no citrus no citrus no citrus right. allowed on cal poly campus really too many diseases going yeah. around all right all right folks thank you appreciate it off we go news traffic weather more of hometown radio still to come One more reason to be listening to us tomorrow, by the way, is that we have free tickets to give away to see the group Chicago at Vina Robles on August 25th. And we're going to do it again on, uh, I don't know, we're going to do it like three times this week. You got three chances on this show. If you don't want on this show, Scott and Andy have tickets too. Tickets to see Chicago at Vina Robles on August 25th. I would just uh, stick around.
Next up on this broadcast, we turn the community spotlight on our friends out in Morro Bay, which means By the Sea Productions is back, which means that Janice Peters is here, and she's brought with her Sheridan Cole. Ladies, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Dan. Dave. Is that your real name? It certainly is. That's not your real name. That's a stage name. I like that name. I, it's such I a cool it name. Too. I'm Sheridan Cole. I love Private it. Private Eye. What's your middle name? Marie. Sheridan Marie Cole. Mother gave that to me. Why were you named Sheridan? Well, it's a family name. It's a surname, as in General Phil Sheridan of yeah, the yeah. Civil War. Are you thing. related? Yes. Really? Yes, I am. My husband got into genealogy, and I said, oh, please, make me related. He found a connection. <laughs> we're all related. All right. What's your middle name? Ann. Ann. I'm Brian. Boring. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming in, ladies. Next guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Sheridan is with us because she's directing the new play. This is The Psychic. Mm-hmm. So Janice, uh, give us the overview of tickets and dates and things like that. Okay. It opens this Friday and plays weekends from now through March. March, March. 12th. 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 Thank 12th. you. <laughs> and we, it is a four-weekend run. And tickets are $25. They're available at our website, bytheseatproductions.org, or by calling area 805-776-3287. Sheridan, you're the director. Is the play ready? You ready? That's a hard question to answer. Uh-oh. We're well, never ready. No, okay. we, well, we will be ready. Okay. Yes, we are. We're right. ready. And it's a great cast, and, a, and I love the show. Now, say it in a way that convinces me. We are ready. Sell it. We are ready to entertain you with one of the cutest, most clever uh, comedy mysteries that you'll ever hope to see. I predict it will be a smash success. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, your psychic powers. Psychic. There you go. Uh, so, I want to say one thing sure. about this show in particular. Um, it's been scheduled several times because of the pandemic, so it's finally getting on stage. Um, but. After our last show, we lost one of our theater family. Uh, David Rousseau passed away. And so this show is being done. He was going to be in this show. Oh, dear. So we are dedicating this show to his memory. Oh, dear. So I'm sorry to hear that. I to say that. Yeah. All right. He was a really wonderful man. Well, no. now that you've taken all the air out of the No, room. no. Now we'll, now we'll talk funny. <laughs> She can tell you about the show, what it's about. Well, it, it really is funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Well, as it is a psychic who has these visions, he doesn't call himself a psychic, but somehow when he gets these things, as he says, emailed into his head, and they come true. And everybody says, you're a psychic. He says, no, 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 I'm really a fraud, fraud. Don't believe me. And they think he's a psychic. Okay, what's going to happen? And you've got some of the stock characters like the uh, film noir guy that comes in and says, okay, butter, buddy, and pulls a gun on him. You better tell me what's going to happen or Johnny else. Bubbles is his oh, yeah. name. Johnny <laughs> Bubbles. And another one they talk about is Fat Betty Fat Betty. Fat Eddie, yeah. Fat Eddie Bistro. Oh, fat Eddie. Fat <laughs> Eddie. And so we wait for Fat Eddie to appear. Um, it, it's, and it's fun because there's a little romance. There's a, a, a writer who's struggling. He just wants to write and publish a book. And as he's trying to write, he keeps getting these visions. And in the meantime, uh, a girl comes in and says, well, tell me about my my husband is he going to 
you know, all these problems. And he says, you're going to be murdered. And that starts the plot rolling. And she says, can't be. And then the next scene, we meet the husband. And he's... He's, don't tell too much. Yeah. I don't want to tell too much. But How's it end? <laughs> happily ever after, I'm sure. But yeah. it, the characters are all very, you know, they're they're almost types, and they're just funny. So there's the the shady lady and the sweet young thing, and and this the, is written by I'm not familiar with this guy, Sam Bobrick. Yeah. I wasn't either, except he did write a, a lot of plays. Actually, he's very prolific. He's written like over 40 plays, most of which are done in a lot of community theaters. I had heard of Murder at the Howard Johnson's, because that's done a lot. Norman is that you is done a lot. But he's written lots of TV shows. He started out with like Captain Kangaroo and Bewitched. Captain Kangaroo? <laughs> <Remember>? Really? Wow. <laughs> Flintstones, Andy Griffiths, Get Smart. Uh, all those great shows from the 50s and 60s. Yeah, and so now he's doing plays. Good for him. Yeah, a lot of one-liners, too, but um, he, he's he's very prolific. So who picked the play? How did Sheridan get hooked up? How did all that happen? Well, you know, I've been in theater all my life, but I had never heard of this play till somebody asked me to do a workshop. I came from L.A. about four years ago and was involved down there. And we had a huge membership, and we'd have a workshop after every membership that we put a lot of time in so somebody directed me and a young man in a play called the outrageous adventures of sheldon and mrs levine and i played the um well jewish mother as it were and he was my son and it was really funny and the audience loved it so i started reading some of his plays and i found this one the psychic and i liked it and I said, I want to direct this because nobody's heard of it, and I want to do it before anybody else discovers it. And lo and behold, I ended up, we ended up moving up here, which wasn't part of the exact plan, but we came up anyway and loved it. And then I discovered Chanice and By the Sea Productions and inveigled my way into that. And then I presented it to the board up here, and they approved it. And then, of course, COVID came along, and you know the yeah. rest of that story. So back up a second. What was it like for you moving up from L.A., where you were active in the theater community, to a little tiny Morro Bay? Well, it was different. Um, for one thing, our theater here, as you know, is aren't, it had broken off from Cambria a few years ago and all. But we had um, the theater I came from, believe it or not, had like, 75 or 80 years old. I mean, it had been around that long. So you had so many people involved. I mean, at a meeting, we might have 60, 70 people and yeah, members. And so the work was really farmed out at two people who did a great job. Not here. You just, yeah. Right. Small group. Yeah. Very. How many years were by the sea? This is our sixth year. All right. You'll yeah. still be around in 70 years. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We're doing yeah. well. Yeah. We're doing really Great. well. Great. And I'm amazed, as we all know, about Janice and all that she has done. And, and I was so impressed when I came up here. I was so glad to find a little theater. I knew that there was slow rep, of course, and Cambria has their theater. Yeah. But even so, uh, I'm used to driving in L.A., but going up the coast and coming back late at night isn't the same as being in L.A. And just it's better. <laughs> it's better. It's better. <laughs> better. So, Janice, how did you respond to the psychic? 
Oh, I thought it was fun. I really like it. And and we've got an incredible cast. Who do I give um, a shout out to? They're really cool people. The lead is Robert Baca. Um, and then we have Sarah Ruth Smith. We have Ed Cardoza. We have Molly Pendley. And Greg DiMartini, Gregory DiMartini, he wants to be, oh. and Dan Costley. Please. <laughs> really? Well, and it's, it's some familiar faces <laughs> that a lot of people may know already. And, I mean, Gregory is one of our standbys. He's just, he's so... So it's true community theater. Yes, People absolutely. of the community, people you know from the community. Absolutely. All doing well. But yes. open to new people, of yeah. course. Auditions. Uh, Sheridan, is this your first time directing for... Yes, by the yes. sea. But as Janice said, we started this two, three, four years ago, yeah. and then each time we had to be postponed. I kept saying, "I'm not getting any younger," but we got it on the. And you got boards. one guy who stayed in the cast the whole time, right? Wasn't Dan winning all the way? Right. Yeah. yeah, he's been with us all the way. Everything else, the cast has changed each time we the set it up. Guy's a trooper. He's a policeman. Uh, Janice, remind folks, please, how they can get tickets for the psychic. Okay. The easiest way is to go online at bythesea.productions.org, and you can call our phone line eight zero five seven seven six three two eight seven. You will talk to moi. Um, so either way is good. All right, uh, let's uh, break away, and we will come back and talk more with Sheridan and with Janice. We're going to give away a pair of free tickets as well. Keep that dialing finger handy. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. You're listening to Hometown Radio. Okay, so yes, tomorrow we're going to give away free tickets to see Chicago at Vina Robles on August 25th. Speaking of music, Jim Barnett will be here. We're going to salute the music of the late, great Burt Bacharach, and we'll have our special guest from Lawrence Livermore, who will explain the importance of nuclear fusion and why this is being called the most important invention of the 21st century. And that's just the Tuesday show. It's hometown radio for the Central Coast weekday afternoons from 3.05 to 7 o'clock right here on KVEC. David Wiseman joins us at 4.05. Meanwhile, we are back with our friends from By the Sea Productions, a live theater at its finest right out in Morro Bay. Janice Peters is here. Sheridan Cole is getting ready to debut as director of The Psychic. Janice is about to remind us how people can get tickets. Okay, tickets are available at bythesea.productions.org, and you can also keep track of what our future shows will be as well on our website, or you can call 805-776-3287. Sheridan, you have an opening night ritual? Well, my ritual is usually to give a little gift to each member of the cast and crew and a little note and and have a almost a little huddle that we get in the dressing room or we hold hands and, you know. Craig and I do that every day, <laughs> right before our show. Yeah, yeah, just it, go and have fun. That's the main thing. I try to end with have fun. I mean, you don't try to worry if you forgot something or whatever. Just in the, the bottom line is have fun. I like that, Jen. Let's just have mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Let's jump ahead for a minute. You've got, um, oh, Lisa Waski's back looking yeah. ahead to future shows. Yep. She's going to be doing a reader a stage reading of Spinning into Butter. And then we have a full show called Don't Dress for Dinner. It's a farce. It's going to be directed by Chris Barnes. And then Kelly Powered is going to direct Visiting Mr. Green, which has also been on our schedule for several years. And we're <laughs> finally going to get it going. And then after that, we're hoping to do Barefoot in the Park. But we're still yeah. looking for a Paul. 
Remember, that's the Robert Redford role. If there's any guys out there who feel that they can do that justice, we I'm just not love avail- I'm not available. <laughs> I'm not available. I'm sorry. Darn, I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we are looking for Paul. We have the rest of it cast from our auditions, but we what, need what's Paul. The age, what's the age range? Um, he should be in 20s to 30s. Uh, county this size, you can't, uh, you can't find a Paul for Isn't Barefoot in the Park. Yeah, well, you know, after the pandemic, a lot of actors moved away or got jobs. It really did change things. And so there's a lot of openings now for people who might have thought about this all their lives and never had the thought to do it really. Come try. You know, give us a call at that number, 805-776-3287, if you'd like to be Paul in Barefoot in the Park. What are the dates? Have uh, you set those yet? Barefoot, it's in July. I'm sorry okay. I don't so, have it in front of me. Well, but the point is, is that they'd have to be around in June and July. Yes, yes. So if you could be around in June and July, right. and you'd like to be Paul in one of the great old-time classic comedies, Barefoot in the Park. Right. With a be very fun. cute Corey. <laughs> well, that's part of the deal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, The Psychic, uh, directed by Sheridan Cole, it's a comedy. A lot of these I'm looking at, these are comedies. This is what plays at Morro Bay. Most of the time, yes. Yeah, spinning into Butter is not a comedy. No, it is not. We do the edgier stuff in our readers' pieces. Um, and Lisa's most of done our that. Audience likes she, she's done that play good. before. She what? She's done that play before. Yes, she has. Yes, okay. she did it at Slow Little Theater about six years ago. The mm-hmm. thing that's fun about the psychic, though, in addition to being a comedy, it's a parody of the old 40s right. murder mystery. So those of us old enough to have at least heard them in, you know, the film noir kind of mystery uh, with the trench coat and the whole bit can appreciate it, too. That kind of this what appealed to me. It was just more than a comedy. It was also that parody. I'm curious, Sheridan, because you were championing this play. What was it like to finally see it being performed? Was it what you imagined it to be? Well, uh, no. I mean, well, actually, I did see a, a poor production of it, I shouldn't say, in L.A. It happened just before I left. Um, and that was, I thought, oh, my gosh, they missed so much. And, of course, I think this production is going to be a much funnier and better, I hope. I, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be great. We have uh, a good cast, like Janice said. They're hardworking. Uh, if they can stay healthy and, and not get sick, we'll be just fine. Um, I, I think it's it's funny to me, and I think it's great. But it's also got a little romance. Well, it's got quite a bit of romance in it, you know, and, and uh, people always like that. And it's got some p- good surprises. It's got some yeah. very... Uh, unexpected things. Unexpected events. Some twists, some turns, some yeah. comedy, some romance. Yeah. You got it. That's yeah. exactly right. It's in Morrill Bay. It's by the right. sea. All right, Craig Hill, let's do this, please. Let's find us a winner. If you're interested in going to the show, Craig is going to pick her a winner at random. Give him a call. And you know, Craig, he doesn't like to wait too long. He's a busy guy. <laughs> we'll give you two free tickets to see The Psychic in Morrill Bay. Any show that's not sold out, you and a guest can come out, see a funny, funny comedy. Welcome Sheridan officially to the Central Coast and kind of go from there. How about supporting the the theater, Janice? You must need people donations absolutely, and volunteers. Absolutely. You know, we did send out a, a donation request at the end of the year. We had a wonderful response, and we really appreciate that. We've gotten a grant from the whoops, 
The phone call. Oh, they're lining up. Oh, goody. (laughs) We got a grant from the city of Morro Bay to get some more modern lighting for us, which is great. I tell you, Craig always takes the first call. We got somebody? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's Kristen down in Avila. Hey, Kristen. Hi, Dave. I'm so excited. I was worried about you. You haven't won anything in a while. I haven't called very often. Yeah. Been busy. What time? I'm excited about this. What? I love comedies. Is that what's selling it for you, the comedy part? Ooh. Well, I've I've wanted to go to Morro Bay. To, I have been wanting to go. Well, I've been to Morro Bay, but um, to see this theater or play at this theater haven't been yet. Perfect. All right, Kristen, hang on. Craig will take your information. You're a winner. Wonderful. Be very, be very nice to her. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah, I'm sorry. So you're talking about no, helping help to you support know, the theater. We are a small group. There's seven of us trying to run everything. It's not like in L.A. where you got 70, 75 right, people, right. right? And what we really need are people who can help us out with set construction and distributing flyers, things like that, um, working at the shows themselves. So there's a lot of volunteer opportunities other than acting, but you can certainly come and get in on that, too. Well, as you know, there are many people that don't want to be on stage, right. but they want to. Right. They like the working by the scenes. are important, too. And it doesn't help to have a husband like I do that came in and did a lot of <laughs> he building. He did a lot of the stuff. stuff yeah. And I'm very grateful to him. Does he hire out? (laughs) We need stage managers. He says, Sheridan, don't drag me into another theater. He said, I work. And she did. Now you got me. Does he call you Sheridan? Oh, yeah. He doesn't call you anything for, he doesn't call you like Sherry? No, no, I said, I've never felt like a Sherry. I like it, but Sheridan. Sheridan. Okay. I've never met a Sheridan before. I know. I thought thought you were bringing a guy. She's unique. I thought you were bringing in a guy. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Good. I thought it was sure. I've... So there are some things that can still surprise you, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Good point. Mm. Uh, so people can get involved. Yes. And the best way is just to come to a show. Yes, absolutely. Come to the show. See what it's like. And Fine. see if you'd like to be part of it. Yeah. It's a wonderful family. The thing about theater people, they're really enthusiastic. They're silly. They're fun. It's a great atmosphere even if you're just backstage it's, it's just a lot of fun so i think sheridan are you hooked you want to do it again yes yes as long as you can have time to recover <laughs> then <laughs> and get some sleep it's great it's it's like a an addict you know you really if you're in theater you're just addicted so you're like you're really into this as director Yes, I love it. I loved acting when I was an actress, and I thought that was fun. But the first time I ever directed a play, I said, oh, this is really fulfilling. I feel like now, uh, you know, it's it's just even better than being an actor. What's your secret to being a good director? <sighs> That's a... Detail. 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 I've watched her. She's She's very detailed. She catches everything, and it really adds to the nuances. Yeah, I do. I think it is the details, the little things, because uh, you don't just get up there and walk on. You you do things, and you have to come up with business for actors unless they sometimes, of course, have inventive pieces of business, sometimes too much business. You have to learn <laughs> when to cut it down. I mean, the, hand, the hands and stuff? Oh, gestures. Funny you should mention that. that. Somebody was saying that just to me. I was at a Super Bowl party, and how in the old days uh, the, the actors would smoke or drink 
not so much because they smoke or drank, but it gave them something to do with their hands. Right, right. You know, that's so true. In real life, we don't worry about it. All of a sudden, up on stage, you look at these appendages that are hanging from our <laughs> arms, and you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And you're right. And so business is one of my jobs, and I was just thinking about that last night. I've got to come up with a little more business for a particular actor just to make him feel more comfortable. Have him juggle. <laughs> just be standing juggling guaranteed laugh guaranteed laugh alright Janice one last time please what's happening with the psychic okay the psychic is running from this Friday through March 12th on weekends Friday and Saturday at 7 and Sundays at 3 at 545 Shasta Avenue in Morro Bay and you can get your tickets at buythecproductions.org and we would love to see you there uh, otherwise catch uh, Spinning Into Butter a stage reading April 21st to 23rd don't dress for dinner is opening on my birthday. How very kind! Uh, visiting Mr. Green, June sixteenth, eighteenth, and you really need a Paul for barefoot in the park. Yep. And if you get desperate, you just make him really old. <laughs> well, <laughs> Corey's in her twenties. So. Well, yeah. All right, Janice. Final thoughts. I um, just really appreciate being here as always, and really appreciate our audiences for supporting us. Sheridan, anything you want to say? This has been great. Thank you. And I'm very happy to be working in Morro Bay. And I hope you guys will all come out and see mm-hmm. our show. You wouldn't go back to L.A. You like it here. I think we're here to stay. I hope so. <laughs> thank you. All right, folks. Thank you. Off we go. We got news and traffic and weather. Four o'clock hour begins now. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.